Welcome back to the 15th episode of the Jake and Joe Show. Doing something slightly different today. Um, episode's not themed. It's going to actually be as far from that as it probably can be while still being uh, structured. We've got multiple topics per category this week. Uh, got a few things coming at you in tech. Going to bring you a little more news on AMD Risen. Something else I'm going to mention as well. Keep that a little secret till we get there. Then uh, going into the discussion segment, we're going to be talking about little victories and also things that scare us. Getting real deep, guys. <laughs> Let's get to it. Last week, we ended the episode on a tiny bit of a cliffhanger. We uh, talked about how Jake was going to go 24 hours without using social media or, you know, internet to waste time. And I think it's probably a good thing if we talk about that right out of the gate, get it out of the way, because I know all hundreds of you have been waiting for this moment to hear Jake's uh, experience, yes. so I'm going to pass it off. Okay. Well, uh, as a disclaimer, it was actually a really bad week to test it, because I ended up working quite a few more hours than I usually do, because we're down to a skeleton crew at work. So I kind of had less free time anyway, but I did still feel it. Um, I didn't log into Facebook at all. I had sent you and Adria both a couple screenshots of like what I was seeing on my phone. I had like a bunch of those red red numbers just begging me to click on them, and I didn't all day. And I did find myself trying to hit that button quite often. Um, Reflex. Yeah, yeah, and I am in the middle of kind of a head cold right now i might you might be able to hear it he's more of a man than me he was willing to record even though he's sick well i'm having a really good day if you had asked me yesterday if i could record i would have said heck no i was yeah. in bed at this time uh last week it was bad um but yeah so i kind of extended it another 12-ish hours i went a day and a half and I went so far as Facebook is still off my phone. So I'm actually going to try to do this You don't have the app? No, I don't have Facebook at all. I'm just going to check Facebook in the morning and after work. I don't want to feel like I'm constantly having to go back to it. Yep. And I like that a lot. I even like I even avoid, avoided using Messenger and just did text. And then I was realizing that it's kind of the same thing. As long as I have Facebook gone and not tied to Messenger, then I can use it. And it's really right, not a big deal. Right. I believe there there's an app out there that you can like set an amount of time you want to be able to access a certain app on your phone, and then once you've hit that time for the day, it won't let you use the app again. Yeah. Is I, that too far? I, I don't think it's too far, but I also think that it's like admitting that you have no self control. Yeah, a little just bit. Just be like, all right, I need an app to let me right. do this. Right. And... Well, I mean it's a way to keep yourself in check a little bit. Kind of like how you count calories when you want to manage your weight. I mean, it's not, you know, you, you count calories to keep track of how much you're eating. Mm -hmm. So using an app that would only let you access Facebook for so long keeps you in check to make sure you're not using it more than you already want to. That's true as well. You're choosing the limit. You're choosing how much you use it for. And of course you could uninstall the app to use Facebook if you wanted to. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still a level of self-control. It just helps keep you in check. I think it's, it's a healthy it's way true. of keeping you in check. I mean, I can see that. And I feel like some people have the like personality type where that would be beneficial. Or, I mean, it's really beneficial to everyone. But for me, I've never been a type of 
I've never needed that much control even in my own life. Like I don't care about micromanaging my own life. I'm just like, here's an idea of what I want to do. Yeah. It's going to get done somehow. Right. And I just kind of go with the flow there. Um, sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad, but it takes all types. Um, and, and so that was really it. So your, I mean, so your experience overall, it was good. It was good. It's what I wanted to do. Like yeah. I was saying last episode, I just had been feeling just really bad lately about this whole, like how, how tech has destroyed my, my attention span and just like rewired my brain. So I'm trying to get back from that. And I can already, I can already see the benefits, I think. Yeah. Um, after this week, I'm going to see it a lot more because I'll have more free time to, uh, you know, not waste on Facebook scrolling through it and just like hitting the app on my phone that I don't have anymore. Every time a freaking someone else posts in a buy swap sell site <laughs> I'm connected to, you right, know, right. it's um, not going to control me. I know six months ago or so, maybe a little bit longer than that, when I got rid of Facebook for a while. Mm-hmm. I found myself checking my phone way less and it felt good to not like I, if I was in this room, if my phone was at the other end of the house, I wouldn't ever feel like, Oh man, I need to go get my phone to check it make sure I haven't missed anything I need to see. Yeah. You know, it was nice. I could just be like, I'll get my phone later. I don't really need to worry about it. Mm -hmm. And you know, right now I feel like, you know, if my phone was down there, I'd want to get up and go get it to check, you know, and it's nice not having that, urge or having that feeling right so i can see where you liked it yeah it just makes you feel like you have more power over yourself yeah i i I enjoy it the only reason the only reason i still have i mean i i'm to the point again where i'd be really willing to get rid of the facebook app Mm -hmm. because it really there's so much i just don't care about like you posted that status of like a week or so ago was it uh, about you were talking about things that oh oh yeah annoyed like, you and I commented and said I don't for care, me it's I don't, I don't care. care I don't care yeah. I don't care because I really don't care but okay I let what it go that past status? that point that status yeah because I was saying like something along the lines of uh I'll, I'll scroll through Facebook and uh, lately all I can tell myself all I'm saying is like get over yourself like. Uh, no one cares like just really bad negative things because people just there's like a certain there's a couple people specifically who just like make me angry because of their opinions which is ridiculous because they're entitled to them yeah and it's just like i don't want to feel that way so Let's stop Why making yourself, myself feel right. that You're way. purposely putting yourself in that situation. So, right. you know, eliminate the cause. Right. And, I mean, Facebook, that's, this is a perfect medium to, like, hey, to express yourself in any way you want. So, if you're finding yourself getting that mad, getting anything that has control over my emotions, I really don't like. Because it doesn't yeah. take, it does take quite a bit to, to do that. So when something makes me angry, I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why, why am I so invested into this? Now, besides, Man, I should never play Rocket League again. <laughs> oh, I get so mad at Rocket League. Dude, Dragon Soul sometimes. Uh, I'll get so mad and I'm like, why am I mad? This is a stupid game. Sometimes I'll start Rocket League up and I'll play a game and a half. And then I'll forfeit the game. I'm like, I can't play this anymore. Yeah, I'm getting what? too mad. I gotta put yeah, it down. Dude, but I guess some people would say that it's... When something... When you're emotionally invested in something, it means you're passionate about it. So 
I, love I could see oh, the uh, I can see the other side. Is there that? Uh, does Facebook have an app for pages only? Is that still a thing? I know they did for a while. Probably not anymore. No, I don't I, see that being beneficial to them anymore. Right. I believe I believe it was a thing for a while because what I've been wanting to do is get rid of the Facebook app, like you've talked about, and but I still want to be able to access the Jake and Joe Show page and interact with all of our fans. I think they have like Facebook for businesses. Yeah, you're gonna look that up because I think I don't know then if it costs I would, money. I would be perfectly okay with getting rid of the Facebook app mm. and just using that. Yeah, yeah I would too. I'm looking right now. Yeah. Facebook. It's like Facebook for business or something, but I, I think it's like a website. I don't know if it's an app. Huh. Yeah, they do have one still called Facebook Pages. Oh, Facebook okay. Page Manager. Uh, 50 million downloads. Manage all the pages you admin. Can you comment, though? Yep. I mean, you can manage them, but I don't know if you can. If you can yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, okay. It has notifications for the page. Oh, cool. Uh, so you can keep it separate. Um, yeah. I'm definitely going to do that. So yeah, based on your experience, well, not based on it, but because of your experience, you've inspired me to get rid of the Facebook app. And I think I'm going to, because That's cool. I just, I don't care. <laughs> well, yeah. And don't I let don't. it get to the point where you're actually like getting emotionally invested into it like I was, because that's just ridiculous. The only, it, it was, I'm to the point now where the only thing I do on Facebook is look at the groups i'm subscribed to like mainly subaru yeah i'm in that 207 gaming mm -hmm. you know those type of things i'm not even interacting with people i'm friends with i'm just you know going to the pages and it's so i'm treating facebook like it's a type of forum which i already have reddit for mm -hmm. um i'll probably still i'll probably get the the group app as well because that allows you to visit things like uh mainly subarus or 207 gaming because i still like interacting with those guys yep um I enjoy seeing those posts. I'm not, I never see one that makes me angry. So yeah. I think I'm going to get rid of the Facebook app. And I'm glad to hear your experience went well and that you enjoyed it. So Yeah, you really, there's nothing to lose. You'll feel better. Yeah. You just will. All right, moving on. S still going with the light stuff here. Uh, mm -hmm. Something I, I just wanted to, to mention. Uh, <laughs> So I'm sure you've seen on TV or you've seen commercials on YouTube videos or whatever talking about the JD Power Initial Quality Award that's given mm. to car manufacturers. Yeah. Uh, I know specifically uh, Chevrolet, Chevy, they promote that their brand has had the most JD Power Initial Quality Awards for four years running. They yeah. have it on five different vehicles. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember like... It's a very memorable commercial they have. For yeah, that. so you've heard of the JD Power Initial Quality Award. Do you know what that is? Well, I googled it. It says cause... initial, so it probably that probably has a that's a big tell right there that yeah. it's not. Like... It's pretty self-explanatory. The initial quality study examines issues experienced within the first ninety days of new vehicle ownership. This oh. study measures car quality by analyzing problems reported in the mechanical quality and design of a design of areas such as powertrain, body and interior, and features and accessories. So basically what Chevy is bragging about is that their best award is that their cars don't break down in the first three months you own oh, them. Oh, that's terrible. And the more I got thinking about it, the more I just I laugh because that's oh, what they're word. that's the pinnacle of their advertising right now. JD it Power is. Associates 
Initial quality. We've got five vehicles. Good for you. Your cars don't break down in 90 days. If you're getting a new car and it's having issues in 90 days, return the vehicle. Oh, yeah. Plus, don't I mean, keep it, it. I mean, it's under warranty more than likely from the seller anyways right, at that time. Right, right. So. so why are you bragging? Find yeah. something else to brag about. Toyota, Subaru, Honda, all these other brands... I know, I just listed these three brands. Japanese oh, brands. Yeah. I was gonna they say. promote safety. Um, I know uh, Jeep promotes the insane warranty that they have on their powertrain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chrysler does as well. They're, you know, they're provo- they're, they promote the safety and the longevity of their vehicles. Whereas Chevy is uh, promoting that their cars last at least 90 days. I never even <laughs> thought of that. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to mention that. I thought that was... Chuckle worthy. Go Chevy. That 90 days of reliability. Woo! <laughs> Speaking of cars, Subaru, I love them. As I've mentioned, I think it's been a while since I've mentioned it. I'm a Subaru ambassador. It means I get goodies and gear to give away to people uh, to promote the brand, basically. I get to keep some of it too, so it's a win win. I keep a bag of it in a bag of stuff in my car full of like hats and frisbees and you know water bottles and stuff that all have subaru logos on it yeah and last weekend i went to my family's house for lunch and my grandparents were there and uh, my aunt and uncle and my cousins and stuff and one of my cousins i'd been telling him that i get the subaru stuff and he's been wanting a hat so i'm like yeah let me go out to the car and grab my thing full of subaru gear and i brought it in and set it on the table and within like 30 seconds, everyone in the house was crowded around and they were picking through the bag. Oh, really? The bag is still in my car, but it's almost empty. Yeah. Because they grabbed a bunch of stuff. Um, I thought I thought that was kind of funny that uh, you you bring in free merchandise and stuff. And yeah, people no matter what it is, you're like, it. all right, yeah, I could, I could use a lanyard, <laughs> you know. I guess, you know. Yeah. Even my, my aunt who uh, drives Toyota and she's pretty passionate about them. She's like, do you have a pen? <laughs> like, I don't, but I'll get some. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, Joe brought us some AMD news with the new Risen slash Ryzen architecture. <laughs> and uh, I guess there's some new news. So we'll turn it over to Joe and he will uh, fill you guys in. Got my little uh, web page open here, a little cheat sheet. Oh, yeah. So Ryzen 5 has been announced, which is a step below Risen 7 if you don't want to pay. 500 430 or $400. Then they introduced the Risen 5 series, which is more affordable. This series is going to be aimed more towards gamers than the Risen 7 series and the eventual Risen 3 series is. Um, it's a middle ground where they give up a few cores but don't compromise clock speed. So, you know, they can sell it for a cheaper price, but you're still getting core performance which is what's important when it comes to gaming um a lot of well i say a lot of a large majority of video games can't utilize more than four cores when you're gaming so having an eight core processor for gaming isn't really that useful it's more useful having an eight core is more useful for when you're doing video editing and rendering and stuff like that so people in the art and design market will benefit from those greatly Whereas the 5 Series, it like I said, it, it chops off a few cores but doesn't give up clock speed. 
uh, to you know benefit gamers and give it to them at a little cheaper of a price than their flagship series. So Risen Five, they have two six-core processors and two four-core processors in the lineup. The highest end model is the Risen Five 1600X, and it clocks at the same speed as the Risen Seven. 1800x but it loses two cores however they're charging half the price yeah so it goes from $500 for the 1800x to $250 for the 1600x so that's a significant amount chopped off for the same clock speed just two cores yeah and you're losing uh two cores um which is perfect for gaming Perfect. Yeah, I mean because that's just overkill. Your your games are going to be utilizing four cores, which leaves two empty. So say you've got Chrome open in the background, Spotify, you're on Discord chatting with a couple friends and maybe you have uh, some type of like Word document or something open in the background. All those applications can utilize the two cores that gaming is not using. So you'll have plenty of extra horsepower to run things in the background while a majority of your cores can be dedicated to gaming. Yeah. Below the 1600X is the 1600, which it's basically a slightly slower clocked version of the 1600X. You can probably overclock the 1600 to reach 1600X speeds, but at only a $30 price difference, in my opinion, it's worth getting the $250 processor, the 1600X. Yeah, then I would you, say so. Then you drop to the 1500 series and the 1400 series. These are, you know, more budget-friendly gaming processors. They're not... They're not under- future-proof, but they're still good for right now. Yes, and the prices reflect that. Yeah. Uh, the Risen 5 1400 is 170 which is about what I paid for my current processor four years ago. Dude, that's... And this is, like, five times faster. That's a great price. It really is. And the Risen 3 series, speculation, because they haven't released information on it, still quad-core yeah. for a little over 100 bucks. Wow. And it's competing with... It blows the i3s the out Intel of the must be freaking out right they now. Are, they've already started to slash prices on their processors. Jeez. Which might get you excited and think, really, Intel's slashing prices? I'm going to go buy Intel. No. no. Th- Consider AMD. Reward them for yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. This is a, you got to think about the principle of it. Right. You have to, you have to you know, reward a company that's undercutting the competition to show that their processors are worth it for the price they are. Yeah. Don't go buy Intel because now Intel's cheaper reward the competition because if you don't the competition is going to go away and then guess what intel's going to do jack the price is back up right um so yeah it's it's uh speculated that risen 3 is going to come in you know a little over a hundred dollars for that lineup and their quad core processors where intel processors at the same price are only dual core yeah so you're getting twice as many cores for around the same price it's gonna murder them it really (laughs) they've like i said they've already started dropping prices yeah so, uh, Risen 5 is set to go on sale April 11, so a little bit after this episode will come out, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're not very far ahead anymore. Right. Uh, so, it's easier to picture in yeah. your head when it's going <laughs> to, you know, when it's coming out. But, yeah, um, I'll definitely be getting the Risen 5 1600X. That is, you know, I, I like to future-proof my yep. rig. Yeah. Um, very, very reasonable and practical way to go. In fact, yeah, if I were to build another computer, I would hands down do the same thing. 
Yeah, because, I mean, I've had this build minus the graphics card and the power supply. I've had this build for four years now. Yep. Which is a good... That's a that's typical life cycle for a high-end gaming PC. Yeah. Um, my processor's really showing its age to the point where I have GTA Five and I've been playing it. I'm playing it at 720p because if I bump it up to 1080p, my processor just isn't powerful enough and I only get like 30 frames a second. Oh, really? So I bumped it down to 720p. I'm getting like 70 to 80 frames a second now. Nice. And... The quality, it's definitely not as good, especially on this monitor, but it's usable, and I'd rather have more frames I'd rather have the and frames have the visuals too. a little worse. Um, but yeah, I'm ready. It's, it's, my computer's ready for an upgrade, so I've got, I've got, uh, digging through my drawer here, got a little envelope, says Risen on it, saving up some, <laughs> got some money going <laughs> in it. That's awesome. It's my secret little stash. Are but, you going to start from scratch, like motherboard and all? Or? Uh, I have to. Um, oh, The yeah. Risen series is on a new chipset. Oh, yeah. A, a new socket type. Excuse me. Yeah. So this board is not compatible. Yeah. The RAM is will not be compatible, which really sucks. Because this yeah. is 32. And I showed you the deal I got on this RAM. I have 32 gigs of RAM that yeah. my wife bought me and paid $100 for that was on sale from 250 Yeah, that's a great deal. So I'm losing that. I'll probably yeah, it's... be downgrading to 16 gigs of RAM. Yeah. Um, oh, which, which hey. benefits. Hit me up. Well, if that's a DDR3. It benefits Michaela because oh. this hardware is going to Michaela. Right. right now, over here on Michaela's desk, which is right next to mine where we record, yeah, she's got her monitor and her Cricut uh, die cutting machine hooked up to her laptop. Yeah, right there. So uh, she's excited to get like a dedicated PC sitting there because uh, that laptop's not really powerful enough to do what she she wants to do. Um, it's getting old too. Yeah. So my old hardware's going to her. Um, I actually do think I've got some extra DDR3 kicking oh, around really? that I can throw your way. Yeah. I'll I'll look for that. Because I have two recording. slots that, that are just sitting there. How much? What do you? How much do you have right now? Well, I have eight gigabytes. Only two four gigabyte sticks. I think I've got two more four gig sticks. I really? Give you, bump you up. Yeah, I'll give you a couple bucks for that. That's so, not bad at all. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look when we're done recording. Sure. I know I'm pretty much ruling the show this week. I have a lot to say, a lot on my <laughs> mind. Um, it's probably good for you anyway because you're not uh, right. feeling 100%, so this is working out. Yeah. So I was on Reddit and uh, came across this little thing. It's called a hue test. All right. And what it does, and I want you to do it because I want to oh, see what sure. your results are going to be. Okay. What it is, guys, is they give you four different color palettes. And there's uh, three, six, nine, ten different colors in each palette, and they're arranged in a bar. And what the goal of the test is, is to drag them and order them by color. So, like, for example, the first one, you guys can't see it, obviously, is the left-hand color is like a pinkish color, and the right-hand color is like a greenish color. And all the colors in the middle are like a cross oh, of the two. Right. So what you have to do is you have to order them from pinkish to greenish so it's a smooth gradient oh, i think i'll do good and then you hit it, it's all it takes like 30 seconds to do because there's only you yeah. know four of these here to do uh, but then you hit score my test and it tells you how accurate your eyes are at differentiating colors from each other yeah so i thought it'd be interesting to do i'm definitely going to leave a link to this little test in the description below. Tests are always fun. Yeah, I um, love tests. Even even the stupid personality tests. Those right. Are fun. Well, and, and this one is like it strips all that. Like, if there's no yeah, like, that's real. there's no advertise. Yeah, yeah, this is real. No advertisements. 
Uh, you got facts right below it. It's this is a very like factual test, which yeah. I thought was fun. So yeah. I'm actually gonna let you do it real quick. Yeah, sure, let's do it. Uh, magic of post editing, and we're back. Oh uh, yeah. Do you like that test? Yeah, that was uh, the third one got me. I really had to look closely, but uh, I got a zero, which in this it's case perfect. is good. Yep. Um, the higher your score, the harder time you have telling the difference between colors. Um, I was reading that most people have a hard time telling the difference between blues and greens, and you were having difficulty on the blues. Yeah. There's something about those colors that are harder for the eye to perceive. And a lot of times, if you have a hard time seeing one, you can see the other. Mm -hmm. So you didn't really seem to have any issue with the greens. But you had some issues with the blue a little bit. Yeah, whichever the so third one was. Your was your rough. eyes are slightly you're slightly deficient in seeing, you know, the difference between blues. Obviously not enough to affect your score. <clears throat> yeah. Because you got a perfect score. I did as well. Nice. Um, Michaela took it earlier and she got a two. Oh, so it's got... it was probably just one wrong then. Yep, and yeah. it was in the blue section. Yeah. So a lot of people. Um, Shows a little fact here: one out of two hundred and fifty-five women and one out of twelve men have some of have some form of color vision deficiency. See, I believe that because it's all women that are always like, "Oh, that's not orange; that's like burnt orange." Right. But I've always right. been one of those guys that. Me too. Uh, the, yeah, that are like, I "Oh no, like, yeah, that. that's burnt orange." Right. Like, yeah. yeah. And apparently it shows because we both got zeros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see colors better than my wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, link for the test will be in the description below. Go ahead, give it a shot. Let us know what you got for a score. Uh, we might even throw a post up about this on the Jake and Joe Facebook page. So if you see it there, make sure to give it a like. Yeah, it'll comment. be a nice interaction. Yeah, uh, share it if you feel like it. Sure. Enough technology for you guys this week. You probably got your fill. How about we listen to some tunes? Yeah. Normally, I'd introduce the segment and then pass it off to Jake, but I'm going to keep it this week. Uh, he's a little unsure what he's going to go with. I've got mine. Name of my song is, and I'm taking a risk here because by the time this episode comes out, this could be a popular song. I don't know that it's going to take off. It's not by a super popular artist, but it is featuring someone who's been pretty popular lately. So this could take off. Um, name of my song is Feel Good by Griffin, Elenium, and featuring vocals by Dea. So yeah, that's the track. Uh, Dea kills it, as usual, uh, with her vocals. The little snippet you will have listened to is the bridge of the song. Uh, Dea really gets to belt out uh, with her vocals there. It's a little bit of ASMR for me. Get a little goosebumps going on there. Oh, um, yeah. But I, I think you agree with me that this could be a song that, that blows up. Oh, yeah, we'll hear it on the radio, I think. I yeah. was telling you... Um, while we were listening to it, I could probably see it. I could like see it uh, showing up in the radio on April because it's a really nice like springy feel song. I yeah, think. yeah, that's about it for me. Pass it off to Jake. All right. 
Well, I have fully committed now. Um, That's good. <laughs> we need some commitment around here. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, the last couple weeks I've been really showing you guys like songs that I'll go to from my past. Mostly from my college years, like eh, 2010-ish. Uh, last week was a little bit more recent. But I'm going to go back to, Even I think further? it was my first, no, my first year of college, oh. I heard this song and I was like, oh man, this is so weird. It's cool. I was just really <laughs> obsessed with stuff that's weird that also sounded cool. And I don't know if this ever got any love from the radio. It probably has, but in like alternate channels. Um, it's called Raindrops by Basement Jacks. So that's just another song that I love because it's weird and the beat's great and it's just one of those songs that you almost like feel good about knowing it exists. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. What did, what did you think about it? Well, I mentioned this to you while we were listening to it. The 30 second snippet that you guys are going to hear doesn't do it justice because it really builds like the first verse really builds up to the chorus. Oh yeah. Um, you think that you think that the first verse is like just a weird sounding intro to what the song's going to turn into, but then the chorus hits and it's exactly the same as the verse. Like it's got like the exact same sound and feel and weirdness to it. So it's a good build and then it's like a nice surprise when you hit the chorus. I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was cool. I didn't want to pause it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's good. That's good news. This, I, we saw here on Spotify that the song or the album that it was on came out in 2009. Yeah. I think around that time, those really high-pitched vocals were really popular for men. I don't yeah. know if you've heard of the group Passion Pit. I have heard of Passion Pit, they but have I don't the think same, They have the same vocal style. Yeah. Uh, there was also... Um, I'm thinking of like, this song reminds me of Walking on a Dream, too. You know the song, Walking on yeah. a Dream? The, it's not as high-pitched, but it always kind of... It reminds me of that time. It came out around that time. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of lot of that around the early 2000s. Uh, yeah. Well, the late 2000s, right? Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Yeah. Where were we? No, we just went down memory lane a little we, bit. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, we went down a little bit of a rabbit hole there, listening to some Passion Pit and some group love. Yeah. Um, you know, we got talking about how that trend of high vocals for men, you know, that was popular for in the late 2000s. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of faded out, but it's they're fun. Like you were saying, they're weird, and that's what's appealing about them. Yeah. That, you know, um, they're so weird that you enjoy them. Uh, honorary mention, Little Secrets and uh, Sleepyhead by Passion Pit. I'll leave a link for both those or Jake Will yep. in the description. Uh, so you guys can check those out as well if you liked Jake's Song of the Week. Absolutely. All right, time to get to the meat and potatoes of the show. This is the part when I look forward to the most, I think. And that's our discussion. Today, 
as Joe mentioned at the very beginning of the show, we're going to be talking about two separate things. We're going to try to uh, merge them together and see what we can do. Uh, one thing we're going to be discussing is, um, well, are our fears, uh, things that we're uh, scared of or things that we have a fear of. Another thing we're going to mention is coming up with small victories to just like keep you going throughout your day. Now, I think since Joe came up with both of these, we'll have him start and uh, give us a little example. So I guess you can decide on which right. of the two we're going to start with. Uh, well, I w let's talk about things we're scared of first. All right. Um, because I feel like I might Nothing. have... Next. <laughs> we're mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like we might have a little less to say on this. Yeah. And last yeah. week's episode, we kind of ended on a bummer note where we were talking about like the downsides of technology and how it's going to kill us all someday. So let's end on a more positive note, <laughs> finding those little victories, silver lining. Good call. Good so, call. Um, things we're scared of. So this encompasses physical as well as mental things that we fear. Yep. Um, and this isn't just like, ooh, no, I'm so scared of that. This is like a real fear. Yeah. So don't just be saying things you're like, yeah, I don't like that. Be like, these are sincere fears. And I know you, I'm not saying you won't be like that. I'm just... Yeah. Well, geez, I don't Keep that know. in mind, listeners, because we don't want you to think that these fears are just little things that we're making up for oh, the episode. Oh, yeah, no. uh, These are real. I think we proved that we're pretty real with, with everyone. Um, so. A lot of people say that they're scared of spiders. Yeah. And it's just like... But they're not really scared of them. Right. I am really scared of them, and I have been since a very young age. Kids used to chase me around the playground with daddy long legs. Oh, man. I can't even... Daddy long legs terrify me. Yeah. The only spiders that are a little bit cute are the super, super little tiny ones. The that, ones with, like, six legs? <laughs> they got, like, the two legs that, like, poke out in the front, and they jump around. Like, those, for some reason... The jumpy ones are the ones that are okay. The, well, they, we don't really have them here in yeah. Maine, so I don't really have to see them. I'm sure if they were here, I'd, I'd squish and kill every one of them. Sorry, animal rights activists, <laughs> but I kill spiders, and I'm happy to do so. But yeah. all other spiders, they have, like I'm getting like heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. Remember that show Fear Factor from the 2000s? Yeah, you don't, oh you man. So you must have, there's a lot every, of spider challenges. Yes, there. every whenever I'd watch that show... Um, you know, I'd always think, yeah, I could do that challenge, or I could do that. Whenever there was spiders, I'm like, yeah, I'd, no. I'd leave. I'd be done. I wouldn't even attempt it. Spiders have just always, I don't know, it's an irrational fear. Back when I lived with my parents, and they used wood heat to heat the house, we'd have to stack wood in the basement. And this is, granted, this is when I'm like 15 to 17 years old. This is not a super long time ago. I'd go down in the basement to get wood and throw it in the stove, and I'd see a spider on the stack of wood. And I couldn't get wood. Oh, I'd no. have to, you know, run run upstairs and grab a broom, come back down and try to get rid of the spider because just the thought of going near them terrifies me. It makes me itchy. They just, about they bugs. just. <laughs> oh, I just hate them. I, I, I wouldn't say that I have a full blown phobia because if I did, those cute little tiny jumping spiders wouldn't. I would still say no. I hate those, and I would start crying thinking <laughs> about them. <laughs> yeah. But I. I have a fear of spiders. I'm mm -hmm. scared of them. It's not just, you know, something in passing. A, sh a friend of mine shared a picture on Facebook recently of, like, 
a bunch of trees and there was like thousands of spider webs with spiders on them in between. Ooh. And the caption was, um, one of your loved ones is at the other end of this and they're about to die. You have to run through it to save their life. Sorry, Michaela. And I actually commented. I'm like, sorry, Michaela. Yeah. <laughs> I probably just have to leave you on this one. Yeah. Cause I don't think I physically could do it. I think I would probably break down and have a panic attack before I could. Oh man. I thought, that reminds me, there was this one thing I watched on, on Reddit. Oh, and I, I don't have a phobia of spiders, but this, and this affected me, so it would, like, destroy you mentally, I think. There was, like, you, you're already going to know where this is going. But there was this huge brown spot. Oh, I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. Please don't talk, oh. please don't talk oh. about it. That is scary. Oh, yeah. man. Just, oh, that's like, throw I've a torch it. at your house and just... <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. It's what what was it? Go ahead and continue. I'm gonna like yeah. try to I'm gonna try to comment. Yeah. Okay. He's just being a trooper for you listeners. But if yeah, you, you haven't seen it. There's like a big brown spot in the corner of a house, and someone's like tapping it with a broom. And it, basically, what it was, it reveals itself to be just a ton of brown spiders, just like holding oh. on to each other, and then they let go, and they just like fall apart everywhere and ugh, crawl away. It's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have night terrors when I was younger of spiders. Yeah. I, re- I vividly remember, like, I would wake up standing on my bed in the corner, oh, like, man. bracing myself against the wall, screaming at the top of my lungs because I thought there was a spider That's in That's a true fear. And true uh, fear. one time I sprinted through the house and, like, this is, again, this is when I was, like, 15, 16 years yeah, old. Yeah. I sprinted through the house and jumped in my parents' bed, <laughs> like, half awake. Because there was a spider in the bed, and I yeah. had to get away from it. Like, I ran all the way through the house. Oh, my word. Like, I don't know. I just... I'm scared. I'm yeah. Old. I'm honestly scared of spiders. Oh, yeah. Um, you have anything that you're physically scared of? Like, actually, I got two things. One that I knew I was going to talk about, and the other, which is a lot better, I just thought of. And I'm glad I did, because it is a true one. Um, one is, like... I don't, I don't know if it's a fear as much as, like... I have like a problem with it and it freaks me out and that's blood and that's that's even more illogical than a spider because it's like a part of everyone and you need it to live but the sight of blood um makes me weak like yeah. it, it makes me feel like i'm almost gonna pass out that, that's pretty common i think you're not like yeah you know, crazy for having that fear yeah but it's it, i don't think you're crazy for having a fear of spiders either right but i mean when I was really young, I was, like, really scared of vampires. Every nightmare I had consisted of a vampire, like, biting my neck and sucking my blood. And then I think as I grew older, the fear of vampires went away because I'm like, okay, vampires aren't real. But that whole, like, blood-sucking, like, blood thing still stuck with me. Right. And so now if I get my blood drawn... Like, it doesn't freak me out to the point where I'm like, oh, no, I got to get my blood drawn today. I'm so nervous. But I just can't look at it. I just have to look away. And the feel of it coming out of me uh, just really freaks me out. But I can control it to the point where I don't pass out or anything. Uh, Quick anecdote. When I was a sophomore in high school, I had Mr. Daigle as an English teacher. And we were talking. Shout out to Mr. Daigle. Dude, he's a great teacher. I don't know He's a great guy, too. Oh, (laughs) oh, that's right. Didn't go to the same school. Yeah. Oh man, one of the best English teachers. Yeah, one of the best English teachers I've ever had, if not the best, honestly. Um, Well, we were talking about Macbeth 
and uh, like that sort of era uh, when there was like monarchies and stuff. And he was kind of describing. Oh, th- this was kind of weird. He was describing like a method of assassination that people would would usually do, and it involved one method was involving like two daggers being like strategically placed under lungs and hooked into the spine so that like the torso would fill with with like blood and it would kind of create a bomb out of the person because anyone who tried to like remove the uh knives would get like like the pressure would just become too much and it would just kind of like explode the body what or like it caused like a lot of blood to go everywhere and stuff yeah and it's disgusting right so i'm over here like hands in hands in my head head in my hands and must I, i can only imagine i was like white as a ghost because Mr. Daigle, like, stopped, and he's like, Jake, are you okay? In front of the whole class. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And everyone kind of chuckles. But, like, I was... That was the closest I ever been to passing out from blood. Wow. Because he just, he, like, describing it. And I was like, dude, this is not cool for English class, man. That's grody, man. Yeah. And I might not have described it very well, because this was, um... This was over ten years ago now. But, or it was exactly ten years ago, I think. Uh, so it, it was something similar though. It was, it was more or less what I told you. So, I mean, that was, that's pretty much it for blood. Um, while we're on the topic, like blood and gore in video games, do you have to like turn that off? So it's like not showing blood? I used blood? to. Yeah. Uh, when it's, ex- when it's comically excessive, I do. For instance, um, I remember Mortal Kombat. Every time you would punch somebody, like, 17 <laughs> gallons of blood would come out. Yeah. And I turned the blood off because it was gross and needless. Yeah. When I'm playing a game like Doom, I'm like, like, that's what I'm supposed to do. You're running around, like, shooting things with shotguns. It's like, it makes it okay for me. Yeah. Also because it's not real. Right. Um, like, I, like, I I know I would have a very hard time, like, if I was like a soldier or something and yeah i would have a hard time i could never be a medic so like early assassin's creed games like the first assassin's creed second one there was a significant not significant amount but there was a decent amount of blood when you would assassinate yeah that type of thing uh that would probably turn me off i yeah. mean i i didn't really play those games i want to i know you really like them i probably will go back and play i have it all on steam i think oh nice but uh it would probably bug me a little, but I'd still play. It yeah. wouldn't like make me. It wouldn't debilitate me. Yeah. But um, it is always something that I've just been oh disgusting, like, <laughs> just too much. Yeah. Don't blame you. But now progressing to one that really is like irrational, but I think has been growing. Is this mental, physical? This is. I think it's still physical. Yeah. Tryptophobia. Tripophobia. No, trypto. Oh, what's tripto? I know Holes. tripo. That's tripo. I, I thought, thought it was tripto. Let's Google. So we found out it is uh, tripophobia or tripophobia. Um, for some reason, I thought there was an extra T there. But I think this started when uh, people started like photoshopping I'm lotus looking. blossoms in eyes and arms. And it like literally shook me. Like, I, it made me shiver. Do you want me to show you a picture? No, no. Like, I, I don't like them. So now when I see, like... I want to make sure it's the right thing. Dude, it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, now I'll see things like... Uh, 
like even strawberries. Strawberries have like these like little like pits in them and holes, and it just it it makes me shiver. That's probably the most irrational fear I have, but it it's pretty deep. It runs deep. I'll get actual shivers from them. That's almost a little. It's. And this is going to sound weird coming off of what you said, but it's almost a little satisfying. It's like an oddly satisfying... Yeah, because the people who don't have it kind of find them satisfying for some reason. So like a... Oh, that's nasty. That's a spider. Oh, why is that in there? <laughs> so gotcha. Like, so like a sponge? Sponge like, is like not... that? No, okay, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Because I don't really know what happened there. It just kind of like developed. I'd never had it before. Then I saw the lotus pod thing. What's a lotus pod? Well, lotus pod is like on the the flower. Lotus flower, lotus, lotus plant, whatever lotus it is. Pod. And then someone photoshopped it oh, yeah. in unnatural places like on someone's arm yeah. or on someone's eye. And it just, just like... There's one here of it on someone's shoulder. Yeah, and it, it triggered that phobia for me. So I can't see those without like... Ugh, shivering. This is hilarious. It's disgusting. This Ugh. is a screenshot from the movie uh, Holes, that Shia, old Shia LaBeouf yeah. movie. It's just like the... Oh, yeah. With That's, a bunch of holes. That Not that type of thing. Um, People who have it worse than me couldn't stand that, no. Yeah. More for me, it's like the unnatural. It's the dramatic. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some, some of it's pretty nasty. Some of it is like... It is oddly satisfying, though. Like, how does it, that like, happen? I don't know. Are all of these real? Like, some of these can't be. I want to show you, but it'll no, freak you can, out. No, you can, you can show me. Like, this isn't... This is not real. I don't, I don't want to freak no, you out. No, it's okay. Oh, God! No, of course that's not real. No. How do you know? Like, no, what because is, that is... That what is, if that's like an infection in the hand or something? Oh, because if that was real, I would chop off my hand. I'm not kidding. Or I would bandage it up and never look at it again. Uh, so oh, I did freak see, that's, you out. That freaks me out. That's fine though. Like I, because I, I <laughs> you asked for it, so yeah. I, I just because I, I want you to know what I'm talking about. If it's on a body part, like it just freaks me out, and I don't know why. Because I'm not supposed to be there. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's a here's a good BuzzFeed article. Trypophobia is a real terrifying thing, and you definitely have it. Thanks, oh. BuzzFeed, for assuming my, my phobia. Assuming my phobia. Yeah. <laughs> it did become more of a mainstream thing recently, I noticed. Yeah, um, I I wouldn't be surprised if it if it spawned out of Reddit, because I know, I remember a couple years back, there being posts talking about trypophobia, and people would share their most trypophobic picture. Yeah. Definitely not a place for you to go. <laughs> no. I'm kind of the person who loves, uh, like I've mentioned before, no sleeps, and like, uh, creepy pastas, scary things. I kind of love that adrenaline rush from fear. So occasionally, I'll like look for it, just to freak myself out for a second. <laughs> but then, because it actually like creates an urge, like for a brief moment where I feel like I need to throw up. But I've never actually puked. So, just a lotus blossom now. Does just seeing a lotus blossom by itself freak you out? Like pull one up. Like, that's a real plant. It is a real plant. It's still a little freaky, but because it's natural... Right, that's the, you know, that's how the plant It's okay, I can deal with it. Seeing it on the the hand, though, oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Because it just, like, because I think it, I think what it does is, like, trigger an imagination thing, where, like, things are coming out of the holes. Yeah. 
Imagine spiders coming out of those holes on your hand. Okay, dude. that would fit me <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, years ago. The scary story with the girl with the spider. No, there no. was a there was a show on. I think it's TLC Monsters Inside Me. Oh. And it was like the show about like viruses and things that were like living things inside people. And there was this guy who had like small pinholes all over his head, and like these. Worm things oh God, no. would like come out. No, that's real. And they, yeah, that's real. And it showed like doctors like pulling them Holy out. Holy sh! <laughs> oh my word! I remember, and I remember feeling so skeeved out watching that. I was like over the top. Like I can't even. I can't do this. That can happen. Yes. Why not? I mean, there there are there are organisms that feed off of other living things. I mean, tapeworms and crap like that, they live in people. I don't know what I would do if that ever happened to me. I almost started crying just now. <laughs> My you're, heart... you're, like, freaking out. Oh, oh that would be terrible. All right, well, let's stop freaking Jake out here and move on <laughs> to, um, well, mental fears, which I feel like are they, they're probably further and few between for me. I don't know if I have any, honestly. This like, was a harder. This is a harder one for me to think of. Yeah. Um, and I only have one here, and it's something that I have been thinking about personally for the last few years of my life, and I think it's probably something that's pretty normal for someone my age to be thinking about. So I don't. It's, it's a fear, but it's not like I'm so terrified type of thing. Yeah. Um, but. Every now and then, I'll find myself in a dilemma where I'm worried that I won't ever be doing what I'm happy doing for the rest of my life. I oh, mean, yeah. I like I like programming, don't get me wrong, but I don't love it. I want to find something that I look forward to doing when I wake up in the morning. I want to be excited to do what I am doing every day. And there's a motivational speaker who's talked about Pick what you want to do and disregard the money and do it because you're going to end up doing things that you don't want to do to earn money to continue doing things that you don't want to do. You know, like, I'm not explaining it very well. I, no, I wish I could. No, I get it. Um, but I, I, I just, I have that fear that 30 years, 40 years from now, I'm going to wake up and I'm not going to have done you know, what I want to do with my life. I mean, I don't know. And it terrifies yeah. me because I don't know what it is I want to do. That's And that's, I think, that's the scary part. It's not that I'm worried I won't do what I'm happy doing because I could do that. It's that I don't know what that thing is. And I'm scared that I'm not going to find what that is. And my life's going to pass me by. And then I'm going to look back and I'm going to be like, well, you know. Yeah. No more chances. That's very real. And I think most people, if not everybody, kind of has that to a degree. There are a lot of people who just don't worry about that type of thing, though. Yeah, I suppose. Does that does that type of thought bother you? Oh, of course it does. I mean, I feel like it's a type of thing that bothers anyone who would sit down and think, let's make a podcast, because it's a creative mind. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I think the type of people like us who want to create and like fill time doing something relatively productive, we're going to think that way. 
we're going to crave um, like validation in what we do and we're going to crave like a love of what we do. Right. And I almost think that it's close to impossible for me at least unless I was completely my own boss, like doing my own and thing. I was just thinking that. Because, I mean, no matter what you're doing, if you're doing something you truly love, as long as you have to report to someone and be forced to come in at a certain time every day, it's never going to completely make you happy. Right. And I, I was just thinking that as you were saying that. Um, I, I feel like people with a creative mindset, like you and I have doing this podcast, I feel like people with that mindset... They enjoy making their own choices stylistically and uh, professionally. That's why a lot of people with creative minds are artists or they're entertainers or things like that because they have the freedom of choice. Yeah. And so the more I think about it, the more I realize that maybe what I want to be doing is something where I am in complete control. I own something. Yeah. And I have always had the thought in the back of my head that, I love computers, and I would love my life to involve them. So I've always thought that you know repairing computers, and we've talked about this. Oh yeah, we, we talked about this have before, a lot of ideas before plugged in. We talked about having like a business where it was like a lounge type, you know, PC repair business type of thing in Waterville because there's not really anything like that yeah. there. Don't steal our ideas, people. Well, I remember with. Uh... Jacob and Tyler, when they were on the show, I remember I specifically said that, hey, you guys need like a lounge type thing because it was, I remember we had talked about it. Right. Like we wish that there was something like that. And right. that's the type of atmosphere that is lacking severely. Yeah. And, you know, doing that type of thing, we, you know, you'd, you'd be in control. You'd be your own boss. You own. And I feel like that would be the type of, that's the type of outlet that I think I need to be satisfied with what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Because if you own a business and you are doing your own thing, it's going to be different every day. You're going to wake up, go in, and not know and what's going to happen. It's going to be challenging, but if you love what you're doing, it's going to be great because it's going to be so rewarding. Right. You know? And, I mean, that... We're still young. That right. offer... I mean, not that offer, but that idea could still come to fruition because, right. look, I mean, I'm going to be going back to school for... Um, Hardware engineering, so I mean something like that, and I want I want to work with, with computer parts. Like I I want to design things like that. It would be really cool. I mean I would love to be self-made, or, or be my own boss. So right. It would it would be awesome if that could somehow be made possible. And, uh, having these thoughts has kind of put that fear, to rest in my mind. Knowing that we are still young and that owning your own business, you know, it takes a lot of capital and a lot of startup, a lot yeah. of, you know, money out of the gate to get things going. If only so, we had a way to like reach out to people and have them give us money. I don't know, man. It's weird. <laughs> I wish we had that. Kick, kick, start, <laughs> go fund, kick, start. We should come up with a website. Something. It does that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, I, I think that, you know, it's between that or I would love, I think I'd love to do something like be a game warden where, you that, know, that was like, out of I nowhere. know it's completely out of nowhere, <laughs> but I love being outside 
and I love being in the I love being in the woods. I want, and I've talked about it for years, uh, like the past few years now, and I never do it because I always don't find the time to do it. But I I think I've mentioned how I love the show Survivor Man. Um, maybe I haven't. Uh, it's a show Les Stroud. Um, he goes and he survives in the wilderness for the seven guy who days. Pee? No, that's oh. that's Bear Grylls. Oh, he is right. fake. <laughs> don't get them mixed up. Uh, Les Stroud is authentic. He goes into the wilderness by himself with all his own camera gear, and for seven days he survives. Yeah. And I I want to like research survival stuff and take just like a small pouch of things and just go live in the woods for a week. Yeah. And I've never found the time to do that because that takes. That's quite a commitment to go live in the woods for a week. It is. But I just love the, the thought of that and the idea of that. So I think being like a game warden and just getting to spend every single day outside and never know what's going to happen, I think that's just so exciting. And I don't know. I think it's something I'd enjoy, but... That is really cool. Maybe uh, someday. Yeah. <laughs> I like the woods because it's like... I like... I'm like the opposite of a... Uh, what's that fear? When you don't like being in small spaces? Claustrophobic? I'm the opposite of that in the sense where I enjoy that. Like I actually, when I was a little kid, this is going to be kind of weird, but m- my parents and like my grandparents would lose me and they'd, they'd be like, where the heck is he? I'd be like standing in a tight corner and it would like make me feel safe and happy. <laughs> what? Yeah, like when I was little. I mean, I'm talking. I was a I little kid. I can just see you standing <clears throat> with your nose in the corner, just giggling. Yeah, yeah just like I, I, I would like. Cause there, there's like pictures of me in like a really tight space, and I would love getting in little in cupboards. I love, <laughs> and to this day, like I actually enjoy like smaller spaces. So you like because it being makes in me, this small little yeah, room. I, I actually really like this room. It's comfortable. Um, it's not too open, and I, I feel safe. So in in the woods, even though you're outside and it's open, you have a bunch of trees everywhere, and it just feels like it's more sheltered. And and I can understand, like, in that aspect, how it could be pretty fun to be a game warden. That's that's pretty much it for me. <laughs> We're going to uh, start a computer repair lounge business, and then once we've made you know, our side millions... business and game wardens. Yeah, mi- yeah. millions. Once, once we've made our millions doing that, we'll retire and become game wardens. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make games and then be game wardens. Ooh, clever, clever. <laughs> All right, looks like we're starting to push the clock here a little bit. So we're going to jump off this and jump into little victories. Now, these are things that they don't mean a whole lot, but when they happen to you, it feels good. For example... How good does it feel when you're driving down the road and you're on a strip of road that's got like six stoplights and you green. hit every single one green? It How is good nice. does, oh, it does like, it oh, does feel yeah. good. And you gotta embrace those moments. That's and that's that's the essence of little victories. There are little things that ten minutes from now they are not gonna matter, but in this moment they feel so good. So you know, right. You know the first thing I thought of? Making my toast just right. Ooh, you know it's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to make toast just right for me because I don't want it burned, but I don't want it a hot piece of bread either. (laughs) Don't want no hot bread. Yeah. So when it comes out perfect, it's just like ah. See, it's a great start to the day. Yeah. Same. Same token. Same realm. When you're making like a grilled cheese. And you mm-hmm. slide the spatula under, and you flip that bad boy over, and it's golden oh, brown, yeah. and you're like, I nailed it! I am the, I am a god. Yes, <laughs> it's another good little 
little yeah. victory. And I'm I, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> and I think really to to have those victories, besides the stoplight thing, that is complete luck. <laughs> but to have those little victories where like you are actually in control, you really gotta stop and like pay attention to the things you're doing. And that would really help in finding the little victories. I just kind of came to that realization now because as I was telling you earlier, I've been in like a funk for the past couple weeks and just feeling just like really down for no apparent reason. The but I've, blues. I, I've always had, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've always had a really like Eeyore type personality. It's really, really hard for me to just like be, be happy. happy. <laughs> Sounds I, I so don't, bad. Because I'm such like, oh. Oh, great. We got another bummed out Jake. No, no, it's okay. It's just like, (laughs) I'm just so cynical. And I've said it before. I always find ways, like, because I always try to look for the grander scheme of things. I I start with, like, my point of view. And then I'm like, all right, here's the opposing side of view. And then I'm like, all right, what's the reality? And then I keep going beyond and beyond until I find, like, a way that it all doesn't matter anyway. I think I'm a nihilist. (laughs) You Have you heard be. of that? A nihilist? An, an, it's a N-I-H-I-L-I-S-T. They're super depressing, terrible people. Nihilism. I might be one of them. I thought it was said nil. Nihilism. <laughs> it might be. Uh, I could be saying it wrong. Uh, nihilism. <laughs> yeah, read it. <laughs> so, the rejection of all religious and moral principles, often in the belief that life is meaningless. Okay, okay, no. You're not that far. Um, no, no, no. Like, I think, <laughs> I'm actually, I, I like to think that I'm a very a moral skeptic. person. Well, I don't even know if I'm a skeptic. I, I just that's I, a doubt of the truth of something. Yeah, uh, you're cynic. Is what you I, are. I'm. I, I'm very deeply cynical. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into that. <laughs> we already did that last week. Uh, but you're a pessimist. I I try not to be. No, and I don't think I am. I think I'm actually, for the most part, an optimist. Like when I, um, I don't worry about things. I don't waste time worrying about things that are that aren't in my control yeah. and I'm really happy that I'm allowed that that I can like my brain is allowed to do that there's right. a lot of people that are always they, they can't let go of worry but when it involves actions of other people I always take good intentions and break them down into why they did it for themselves that's cynicism I do that all the time. Yeah, you're a cynic. Oh, dude, I'm terrible. Man, okay, so this is how much of, like, I think I'm a bad, uh, sometimes I'm a bad person. Like, so I got a present. Jake's a jerk, part two. For Christmas, all right? (laughs) I I think, like, I'm a jerk, but I'm also, I, I want the best for everybody, and I want what's morally just and fair for everybody, but I tend to think that most people... Or, like, do things for themselves. That's cynicism to a T. That's, one a, that's yeah. what a cynic is. Yeah. They, they, they think everyone... Yeah, let me, let me read you the definition of cynicism, because I think that is perfectly what you are. An inclination to believe that people are motivated purely by self-interest. And I think that's, that's not even, like, a belief. I think that's fact. Because everyone does things right, to make them happy. Like, cynicism someone... is believing... That people are, they always have that motive. Anyway, they always tell your, do. T- tell your Christmas I know, story. I, like I actually truly think that they always do. Like 
Say, I'll tell the Christmas story in like two seconds, all right? Ralphie. Yeah. <laughs> um, say, like, a guy who has a million dollars gives $20,000 away to charity. He might be doing it to help people. Maybe he lost a grandfather to cancer or something, and the charity is helping people with cancer. But ultimately, he's doing it for himself to feel good. You know? So, what about someone who has given a majority of their wealth away? For example, Warren Buffett? Yeah. He's well, given a okay. vast majority of his... Bill Gates has given a ma- vast majority of his fortune away. And I think that's great. You still think he's doing it for self. But and that I still I think that is true that element is still there, but it's not necessarily a bad thing in his case because they make so much money that yes, even though they're giving the majority of it away, they can still live well above and beyond what most people can live by. And and sometimes Yes, I do believe that there's always that element there where there's always like a self-serving principle. Um, it can be a good thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. But, okay, here's the here's the story for Christmas. Like, it's just like a little thing. I, I don't want to drop this quite yet. So you don't, <laughs> you don't think it's possible for people to do nice things without their own self-interest in mind. Because it sounds like you're saying that people don't have the ability to be 100% selfless. Um, for the most part, I don't think that's possible. I don't think most people are like that. They're always gonna, they're looking for... So, say someone, like, say I pulled five bucks out of my pocket and said, Jake, you know, you're my friend. And All right. I feel like and you, you need and you give five, me the five bucks. Yeah, I give you the five bucks. Right. You think I'm... There's part so of me that's do you, doing that for yeah, me. Yeah, why are you doing that? Because yeah, you're my you friend, and I I want to make you feel good. Because I, I want, you know, I want to make your day. Maybe, I, it's maybe not you're for looking, me. Maybe you're looking to gain favor with me, or maybe you're, maybe you're looking <laughs> for it to turn around one day. I would never think that. I, I, not, I know you wouldn't, though. I know you wouldn't. That's why I like to surround myself with like people who are like truly... Truly like, good. Like, when people say Christmas, the Christmas season is about giving, a yeah. lot of people are just saying that to make themselves feel good. Yeah. I honestly right. feel that way. I and we, Oh, yeah, we've mentioned we, that. We have mentioned yeah. this about how I would be completely okay with just giving and not getting anything on Christmas. Yeah. It wouldn't bother me at all because I like that. I like making other people's feel good. I like making other people's day. Mm-hmm. So when you say that it's Im- you feel like it's impossible for people to do nice things without thinking of how it affects themselves, you got mental issue, man. No, I'm kidding. No, but, well, no I, just, I just I don't agree. Think, I don't agree. Yeah. I, I tend to think that most people are that way, though. I could agree that probably a majority, over 50% of people yeah. are like that. But I also refuse to admit that there aren't people who... Do I, I I refuse to admit that there aren't people oh, who yeah. are completely there's, there's selfless. A, yeah, I mean there are a lot of people who are completely selfless. There's a lot of, I mean, and I say this. I say I was gonna say that there are a lot of people in history that were completely selfless, but all we have is what's recorded, and what's recorded is probably making them look better than they were. Um, but I feel like I know people in my own life that 
are selfless and don't think of themselves. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, my mom comes to mind. She's pretty selfless. <laughs> I think a I, lot of moms probably, yeah, you know. You know, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you this little quick Christmas story that's going to make me look really bad. I'm, I'm still grateful for it. Jake's but jerk part three. I, I got... I got something for Christmas, and I can't even remember who it was from. I have an idea, but I don't want to say anything. It was just like a little, like a goodie basket. And one of them had like one of those little, like, plastic tubes that shaped like a candy Mm -hmm. cane that had Reese's Pieces in it. Yeah. And they just looked old. And I was like, oh, so what happened here was probably someone got this, had it for a while, decided not to eat it, and just gifted it to me. Was that the case? I don't know. <laughs> oh, but like that's that, that's like that. that's like the uh, the little thing that I'm and I was still How happy you... and, and and like I thought this while I was eating it like so I'm just like all right thank you for giving this to me but that like then I had to have that thought that's where my mind you're goes. scowling at the person who gave it's it like, to you while you're eating the Reese's Pieces of course, of course you just gave them to me yeah, I, I don't know I'll enjoy it's these stupid. but I won't enjoy them happily yeah oh, I don't know. And sometimes it, it, it affects me more than others. And I think I... Uh, man, I am affected by winters, too. Makes me makes me feel in the down. In All right, the so let's end the episode on a happy note. Because uh, Jake dragged us down here. Man, I do that a lot. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're talking about little victories. Oh, yeah. Tim. And things that... Uh, yeah, I know. Well, I tried to backtrack off, and then we kept going deeper <laughs> into it. No, it's all right. It was good. Yep. It was good conversation. Yep. Uh, I just wrote a few things down here. That I wanted to run through real quick. Yeah, go ahead. To, you know, yeah. bring the mood up and give you something that you guys can relate to. Yeah. Um, waking up in the morning, you roll out of bed, and the bed is still made. You don't have to make the bed again. It's ready to get in again that night. That's a little victory. Love it that. Is. Love that. Don't got to make the bed. Um, I have this one written down, which is funny, because you mentioned something along these lines earlier in Song of the Week. Remembering the name of that really obscure song. So you're, mm. you're sitting with a group of friends. You're listening to some Spotify radio. You're playing some games, whatever. And a song comes on that a few people recognize. But no one can seem to come up with the artist's name or the name of the and song. You're the one? But you know. Ooh, yeah. It's a little victory. Mm. You mentioned in the Song of the Week segment how you, you liked um, Basement Jack's. Because he's obscure yeah. and it's weird sounding, but you like you always recognize, you know, the the name of the songs or whatever. And it just it it got me thinking, you know, about that, how that's a little victory that people enjoy when you know yeah. something that others might not type of deal. Yeah. Um For me, here's one personally for me, you guys might relate. Uh when you get better gas mileage than your previous tank of gas. Yeah. I, I keep track of you what do. my car gets uh, every time I fill up, and I love seeing the number go up, and I get really bummed when it goes back down. So that's yeah. a little little loss, um, but the victory is more important. Uh, I got a little anecdote. Sure. Coworker of mine, his name's Lou. Definitely not listening. <laughs> hey, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, probably a month and a half ago or so, he went to a gas station before work, and he got like a soda or something. And he came out of the gas station, and on the ground was a lottery ticket, a scratch ticket that he uh, he p- 
picked up. And it was a $20 ticket. Oh, no way. Someone paid $20 for this ticket, and it was unscratched. He scratched it and won 100 bucks. No way. <laughs> wow. So he came into work that morning, and he was showboating it, and that's a little victory right that there. That is, yeah. I mean, who drops a $20 lottery ticket and doesn't realize they've dropped it? Yeah. 20 bucks. That's a good chunk of change to spend on a single lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, what are you going to do? It's not that, tied to anyone. That is the anyone. equivalent of finding a $100 bill on the ground. Right. Man. That's yep. cool. That's a little victory right there. Yeah. I was pretty jealous. One last one. Uh, you, you you get up in the morning. You've rolled out of bed. It's still made. That little victory, you know, you've achieved yep. that. You, you get naked. You're getting ready to get in the shower. You crank the water on. You hop in. It's the perfect temperature. You don't yeah, need to no sit there and fiddle with the hot and the cold to get the water right. It's just ready to go. Love that. You, you're more trusting than I because when that happens to me, I'm like, is it the right temperature? Or <laughs> Could I am make I not it remembering and enjoy right? it more? So then I, I tilt it a little. I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> and then I bring it I've back. made mistakes. I've made mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are good ones. And, and, you know, I think a lot of those are right in the morning. The ones that we both mentioned are right in the morning. That's true. And I they think make your day. It's very, very important. You gotta have a good morning, and if you don't have a good morning, it can severely affect the rest of your day. <laughs> I know I said that that was the last one, but I saw one more that I want to mention because we're both holding our phones. When you start to drop your phone, and you catch, and it. you catch it at the last <laughs> second, it doesn't hit the ground. You're like, yes, yeah, I've got cat-like reflexes. Or if it does fall, and you you think it might you know might be Broken, cracked or something and, and you look at the screen and, and it's you're good, good. Oof. yes yes see when we gotta appreciate those that that's really what this is all about is you gotta appreciate those moments and really notice when they happen because sometimes it can be hard to find those moments and just like Tetris man mistakes pile up and. When things go right, it, it just fades away because you kind of forget about it. When things go right, we have to appreciate them. And a lot of times in day-to-day, that's just the little victories like making your toast right or getting out of bed and you, it's already made. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. That sounds like a great way to wrap the show up. Thank you for listening with us this week. We'll be back with episode 16 next week. Make sure you stick around. Give us a like on Facebook. Uh, Give us a shout-out. We'll definitely hit you back. Uh, We love interaction. Thanks for listening. Yeah, so far we've had one interaction so far. So, hey, one in three months. That's pretty cool. We're growing. (laughs) We're we're growing. (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys later.